some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is the Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin, presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch. That means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Blessed to have you as a part of my audience. My name happens to be Jason Martin. You can find me on Twitter at jmartzone. I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. I hope you recognize that you are as well, especially during this time of year, especially during this season. I hope that my voice tonight finds you and yours doing exceedingly well in your life. My DMs on Twitter at jmartzone, always wide open for faith-based conversations. Really hope that's something you're willing to have with somebody in your life. So this is going to be a half-hour show leading you into the Frisco Bowl with Kent State and Utah State, which will hit at the bottom of the hour. So that gives me just a little bit of time to chat with you this evening. In the wake of, obviously, three big games in the NFL tomorrow, one that has tremendous implications for the Tennessee Titans, and then the Sunday slate, which will include Titans-Saints. 615-737-1045 is the telephone number to this program. Are the Titans going to make the playoffs? That's the simple question. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to explain some things to you, but I just want to go ahead and throw that out right now. Do you think the Titans make the playoffs? Meaning, do you think the Steelers are going to lose? one of these last two games and how do you think that this is going to play out by the time the Titans kick off with the Saints on Sunday they're going to know whether or not they have a chance to win the division because Houston plays Tampa Bay tomorrow Tampa Bay has gotten hot and played a lot better late but Mike Evans is now on injured reserve Chris Godwin's probably not going to play Jameis doesn't feel particularly well right now either Houston, this is this is maybe the most fascinating thing. See, if Houston beats the Bucks, there's no chance to win the division, but there's still a chance to make the postseason because of the Steelers. And it's a really good chance, honestly, because if there's one thing that I look, I could break this down for you for the next, you know, twenty minutes alone, how important a quarterback is in sports. But I, I honestly believe that. A hundred percent of you listening to me believe that the quarterback is important in the sport of football. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a problem, a big problem, one that could actually cost them a game against the Jets before we even get to the Ravens. They don't have a quarterback. They've got a dude named Duck and a dude named Mason, and neither one of them looks like they have a particularly bright future in the NFL. They've made it a long way to make it to the pros, but eventually, you've heard me say this before, eventually you hit that step that you can't climb anymore. Yesterday, I'm doing a workout, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself where I was two, three years ago 
where I am now. But eventually, if I kept, if I go to that little stair climber machine or whatever, eventually my legs are going to have had enough. Eventually in a spin class, your legs are going to have had enough or you can't lift another weight. You might be a workout warrior, but eventually you're going to find something you can't do. So Mason Rudolph, who was outstanding at Oklahoma State, and Duck Hodges made it all the way to the NFL, but they're not going to be dominant starting quarterbacks in the league. And both of them are eminently beatable. The drop-off from those guys, from Ben Roethlisberger, is massive. And if you don't have a quarterback, then how in the world can you feel good about the fact that you have to win out in order to make the postseason? Outside of this weird 8-8 eight and eight thing that I don't even know if I want to talk about because it's so crazy. Sitting here and talking about the scenarios, here's the problem with the scenarios. Because you had a different scenario if you were the Tennessee Titans five days ago than you do right now. That was all you had to do was keep on winning games and you were going to get into the playoffs. You had two shots against the Texans. You win them both, you're going to win the division. And you're going to beat the Saints sandwiched in the middle of that. But you lost to them. Whether or not you want to put the onus on Ryan Suckup, whether or not you want to point to not the best day defensively, that's what I pointed to. In my Big Six Takeaways piece at 1045thezone.com slash Big Six blog, I wrote point blank. Carlos Hyde can't have one of the best days of his professional career against your 11th ranked run defense when your pass defense is bottom five in the league. I know there's talented guys there, but when you don't have Jackson out there and since Butler went down and you got Sims out there on DeAndre Hopkins, it's not going to go particularly well. And it didn't. Now, Watson still managed to throw two interceptions, but they lost the game. So they lost the right to control their own destiny. There is nothing better in sports than controlling your own destiny. How do I know it? Because it's the reason why you have hope, even if your team stinks, you have hope before a regular season starts every year because everybody is zero and zero. At that moment, they all control their own destiny. If you win enough, you're going to make the playoffs. Again, I'm speaking very rudimentary language to you right now. Rudimentary, basic, common sense sports right now. If the Titans kept winning... This would not be an issue. But now we're looking at scenarios, and we're looking at, well, what does this team got to do? What does this team got to do? And how could they still get the shaft? How could they be left out in the cold? Because it's hard and true facts here. You might think that the Titans are a better team and a team that's more deserving than the Steelers in terms of what they're going to do in the playoffs, but it doesn't matter because there's no committee room where they determine who the four teams are going to be that go into the NFL playoff. This is not the college football playoff. It's not a popularity contest. It's hard and fast. Wins, losses, divisional wins, conference wins, common opponents. And right now, the Steelers hold a narrow advantage. But the football power index at ESPN says that the Steelers only have a 45% chance of making the playoffs, and the Titans have 50, even though the Steelers currently control number six. Why? Two road games, one against the Jets, who can beat you if your quarterback doesn't show up. And then... Maybe the best team in football, the Baltimore Ravens. However, are they going to face the Ravens or are they going to face the Ravens? And I do that in air quotes. The Ravens may have zilch to play for. They may already have the top seed lined up. And if so, there is no reason why they would play Lamar Jackson. There is no reason why they would play Mark Ingram. There is no reason why they would play any of the people that they expect to need during their playoff run. 
at the same time, Houston's fate may already be sealed. They may already know where they're going to be slotted and how they can't change that. And so why would they play Deshaun Watson? Why would they play DeAndre Hopkins? Why would they not let Will Fuller rest another week and just punt on those games? You could have a scenario in week 17 where the final representative of the playoffs for the AFC comes in two games where starters are not playing on two teams. I don't know if that's great or not, but that's the that's the only way that this system works. And we've seen this time and time again. We've seen it in the I remember we've seen it in the NFC East where it would be like the Cowboys and the Eagles or the Giants and the Eagles would match up in the last game of the season and know that they might rematch and then you would see nobody on the field. We're going to know by Sunday what it is that the Titans absolutely are going to have to do. And it may not involve the Saints. Mike Vrabel was asked if the Texans go ahead and beat Tampa and that Saints game doesn't mean a lick, then why would Derrick Henry play especially? And I think that Vrabel would probably take that into consideration because what we know is if the Steelers lose one of these two remaining games and the Titans simply beat Houston, and it could be Houston with a backup quarterback and backups all over the field in Week 17, then they're going to get that slot. What is the most likely thing to happen? I described why I hated pass interference changing in terms of it being reviewable because it's basing your life on the worst-case scenario. It's basing your life on the rarest thing that can happen as opposed to the thing that's actually likely to happen. It's me basing my vacation on when I think I might like to go to Australia, even though I don't have the money, the means, et cetera, to go to Australia. Or even worse, maybe I would have a one in a billion chance to somehow end up on another planet, taking a rocket or a space shuttle or something like that. I could Maybe I could still be an astronaut, right? So I'm going to base my spare time and I'm going to base all the decisions that I'm going to make from this point in time on, on that infinitesimal chance that maybe one day I could end up going to the moon. That's kind of how I viewed it. Now that's an extreme way to look at it, but that's how I viewed the, the, the DPI thing as well. What is the thing that is most likely to happen? Generally, that's the thing that's going to happen. Now sports can be unpredictable. Virginia can get beat by UMBC. We can see Leicester city 5,000 to one underdog do what they did. We can see Buster Douglas knock Mike Tyson out. We can see this, but what is most likely to happen? The reason why I was able to just rattle those things off without even having to think about it is because of the rarity of them. That's what makes them so memorable. That's what indelibly inks them on my brain, keeps them fresh in my mind because there's just not that many examples of it. So what is the most likely thing to happen? The Steelers playing two road games with quarterbacks that you absolutely can't trust. What's most likely them losing one of those games or the Titans not being able to beat the Texans if they have nothing to play for and are not playing their starters in the final week of the season. I know I flipped a coin and my coin is still undefeated because I told you based on the coin flip last Friday that the Titans were going to lose to the Houston Texans and they did. I don't really feel like flipping a coin tonight, especially based on the Saints game, because I think that Houston will beat Tampa Bay tomorrow, and we won't even need to worry about the Saints game because it's not going to play into the 
thoughts as to whether or not the Titans make the playoffs or not. So that's the question I ask. When we come back, we'll take a couple of phone calls, and then we're going to send you to the Frisco Bowl relatively quickly, and I'm going to answer my own question as well when we come back. But the telephone number is 615-737-1045, and the question is very, very simple. Are the Titans going to make the playoffs? I want you to look at what's most likely to happen. Take the two-tone blue glasses off and tell me what you expect to happen. Predict it. Not with wishful thinking. I want some kind of actual hard, solid take here. And I've got one for you, and I'll tell you after the break exactly what that is. Again, the telephone number is 615-737-1045, or you can tweet me at jmartzone. I see Mark in Nashville is on the line. You know what? I'll go ahead and get to him, and we've got a couple of other lines ringing. I'll go ahead and get to Mark now. Mark, how are you, man? Doing well. How about yourself, J. Mark? Good. Can't complain. It wouldn't do you any good anyway. Um, so I just want to know, uh, how often do you study words? I'm going to try and be quick, but I just want to compliment you on your uh, vocabulary. Well, I appreciate- do, you, do you actually like look to learn new words? Not necessarily. You know what? The truth of the matter is I can credit no one, but, well, I mean, I'm going to credit my Lord and Savior for everything, but my parents, because the one thing that I did do when I was a kid, especially when I was living in Martinsville, Virginia, before moving to Winston-Salem is I was a spelling bee kid. I mean, to the extent that, you know, I won several pretty prominent bees and won my city bee and was on the front of the newspaper and all this. And that's what gave me a love of words is learning to spell complex words. And I think that's why I write. And I think that's why I'm able to talk now. It's simply because my parents sat there night after night, Mark, and they just drilled home all of these words. And then my dad would scrutinize all the papers that I wrote. And I remember he was tougher on me than any teacher that I've ever had. And so my writing got better. And eventually I didn't need the thesaurus anymore or the dictionary anymore because he and my mom had taught me how to spell. And he had asked for so much out of my writing that... I just feel like that was a natural extrapolation of it into what it would become. And so I credit my parents, honestly. Nice, dude. Because I consider myself a wordsmith, and you you just you knock it out of the park. Um, but anyway, on to the Titans. I think they're going to uh, they're gonna flop. I mean, not flop, but you know the scenario. We all know what's going to happen. Um, and then I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. also, do you have a Super Bowl favorite? And I'll hang up and listen. All right. Uh, well, my Super Bowl in the preseason was the Chiefs beating the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that those two that could absolutely still happen. Something tells me the Ravens are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's not that I think Lamar Jackson's going to get figured out. I just think there's going to be a game where he plays just average enough that, that, that they get edged out. I don't think that they're going to get destroyed. I don't want to give up on the Patriots either. I'm going to stick with my pick. I know that they're flawed and you can't trust their defense. For some reason, I'm I'm still feeling Kansas City, and I feel like they're starting to play better football right now. So I'm going to take Kansas City still to win the Super Bowl the same way that I predicted it before. And then who is it going to be against? I think Seattle is a weak number one that might not be number one by the end of the season. I can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs, so I wouldn't go there. I tend to think the Saints might be the most dangerous team out there. We'll get a look at them on Sunday in a game that's not going to necessarily matter all that much. Uh, 
in the grand scheme, but will be fascinating to see. So right now, I think I might take Chiefs over Saints. Just a thought on that one. I know we got Spencer in the borough, but we, let's go ahead and get the break. Spencer, hang with us through the break. I'll take your phone call when we come back, or you can tweet me at Zone. anybody else that wanted to call in. We'll be right back. It's Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. So. Dogs right on time for you, and we'd better be on time as we're sending you to the Frisco Bowl up next. Jason Martin here, Big Six, brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. They're dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renner's Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but luckily, thanks to Renner's Warehouse, you can rent it. A couple of phone calls. I know what this guy is going to say. Ali, what is up, my friend? I was hoping you'd call. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so hear me out. So... I, I see the Steelers losing at least one of these next two games because of quarterback play. Uh, Doug Hodges, after throwing four picks this last game, I believe that's going to be in his head for being an undrafted quarterback uh, coming out of a division, I believe it was Division II school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like that's going to be a major factor in helping the Titans get in the playoffs. And when it comes to the Titans, if we win or lose on Sunday, next week playing the Texans, I'm pretty confident that they can beat them the second time around um, due to the fact Derrick Henry is getting a little bit healthier. Uh, secondly, being a team twice in three weeks is very difficult in this league. Uh, as much as I've seen uh, the amount of football that I've seen. What do you think? Do you think I'm crazy or do you think I'm realistic? About the Titans making the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think you're right. I think you're dead right. Uh, Duck Hodges, the pride of Samford University. I think that the, I think it's because the Steelers are going to lose. I think it's very possible they lose to the Jets, as a matter of fact. And we're not even talking about this going into the final week. But I do think the Titans are going to make the playoffs. And I know what you've heard me say all year. But you look at the rest of the weakness around here. I originally said my preseason prediction was I thought the Titans would win the division. And I want to say I said it would be 8-8. Eight and eight. But 9-7 and seven is a ceiling. I think that the Titans are going to lose to the Saints. And then they're obviously going to have to do what they do in Week 17. But the, the Steelers are not going to be able to hold on. I just don't trust their quarterback situation. That's the simplest rationale I have for what I believe is going to occur over the next couple of weeks, is that the Titans are going to make the playoffs mainly because the Steelers are too beaten up in the one spot you can't be beaten up in in December and hope to advance. Spencer in the borough up next. Spencer, what's up? Jay Mar, Merry Christmas, buddy. You too, man. Happy holidays to you and yours. So I got a statement and then I've got a question for you. All right. Um, so I remember your preseason week going through you know every division and when you said the Titans were going to win the division, I thought there was absolutely no way. I haven't had faith in Mariota in three years now. Yeah, sure. Um, Me either. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Titans will go to the playoffs. I think we're going to go to the wild card. Houston's going to win tomorrow. We're going to lose to the Saints. And then Houston's like, you know, we've got it locked up. Like you said earlier, play it safe and we'll win. Now, my question, do you see a scenario that plays out to where we win week 17 against Houston and go to the wild card and then turn around and play Houston in the first round, the following game. 
Um, seems like it will be the Chiefs. And that's one where I would pick Kansas City to win the game. Even on the road. That's the big problem with being in the wild card is you're not going to play at home. You're going to go on the road. And it's probably not going to be a, a grand environment for you. I don't think the Chiefs are going to drop off a cliff over the next couple of weeks. Let's just say that. I think that you're probably going to have to go through them. And that's where the trick's going to come in as far as wild card weekend. And I don't necessarily sense that going the Titans way. But I do have the Titans making the playoffs because the Steelers are going to job one of these next two games. I am real tempted to tell you I think it's going to be the Jets. And that will be the story going into this Christmas week. Speaking of which, this will be my last time to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you live behind a microphone before Christmas on Wednesday. But coming up on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, all day long, decade in review show on 104.5 The Zone. I know that it's going to air all day on those two days because I'm the host of it and did it with all three of the shows. And we're going to go. We went through the entire decade of Nashville sports and just everything that's happened in the sports landscape here and elsewhere and had some fun, and we really hope that you enjoy that. I hope you have a great final pre-Christmas weekend. Try to find some time to rest, maybe watch some football, or maybe listen to some football, which is actually what we're going to give you the opportunity to do right now. Kent State and Utah State. Watch Utah State. Man alive is that quarterback Jordan Love somebody to keep your eye on. If you can't watch it, at least listen to it. I bet he's going to have some highlights for you. That's up next. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night from the Music City.